Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Vanessa Patrick. Vanessa is the Associate Dean for Research, Executive Director of Doctoral Programs, and a Professor of Marketing at the Bauer School of Business at the University of Houston. She's also the author of a great book, The Power of Saying No, The New Science of How to Say No That Puts You in Charge of Your Life. Great book, couldn't come at a more important time. Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. I'm so excited to be here. So what do you wish more people know? I wish more people knew how to say no effectively. Because very often we get caught in situations and we are really upset that we are in these situations and we didn't know how to get out of them. And so my research focuses on ways in which you can say no more effectively by still maintaining your relationship with the asker and your reputation. Okay, so it's not just a matter of saying no, it's how we say no. And in your research, you talk about this in terms of empowered refusal, which is a great concept. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so what I introduce to the literature and to the world is this notion of empowered refusal. And empowered refusal is a way of saying no that has particular components. One of the essential components of empowered refusal is that you say no based on who you are, based on your identity. So your no is grounded in your values, your priorities, your preferences, and your beliefs. So it comes across as being about you and not a rejection of the other person. And when you say no based on your identity, you are more persuasive, come across as more uh, determined and more strong in your convictions. And therefore, you don't get pushback. And more importantly, you do not damage the relationship with the asker. If you think about it, Joe, so many people in my research talk about the reasons why they say yes when they want to say no. And it boils down to other people. We are so social as human beings, that saying no to other people can be a very conflict-ridden and anxious, anxiety-provoking sort of experience because it involves saying no to somebody else. It's like we're letting and them saying, down. Yes, we are letting them down. We are not, uh, and 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 we fear that we are going to damage that rep that relationship with the other person, and our reputations are going to suffer. And that is, and that fear is one of the reasons why we say yes when we want to say no. And so learning a technique that allows you to say no, but also maintain your relationship with the other person is what empowered refusal is all about. So it starts with, with really getting clear about what matters to you. As you said, uh, how would someone go about this process of, of almost doing that internal tuning so that they know what to say no to. So, uh, so in the book, I've identified an acronym called the Art of Empowered Refusal, which are really the three competencies or skills that we need to invest in to become better at saying the empowered no. And the art stands for 
awareness, rules, not decisions, and totality of self. And once we go through this process of developing a deepened sense of awareness about who we are, what we want, what do we want to contribute to the world, what brings us joy, what makes us make a unique mark in the world, we can create a set of systems that give us the uh, the decision rules, if you will, about what to say yes to and what to say no to. And then we need to learn how to communicate that no using our full body, not only our language, but also our body language. So in, so that deepened self-awareness gives us the infrastructure or the systems. And once we have the systems in place, we need to develop the competency of communication. So awareness, you know, what is important to me, rules, how do I protect those values? And then the totality of self, how am I going to communicate that to other people? Is that right? Exactly. Absolutely. You got it. Okay. So with the rules, I'm curious, does this mean that that we make hard and fast rules that that never are broken? I mean, does this mean we we set rules in stone or, or is it possible for us yeah. to bend them based on situations? That's a great question. Uh, Joe. But th these rules are, are simple rules that we set for ourselves that shape our actions and decisions, and they are grounded in our values and priorities. Now, they are rules that serve as guideposts that lay a pathway forward, but they are our rules. So in a situation that that rule doesn't work for you, by all means, you can change that situation and the rule. So the important thing is to realize that we as human beings operate much better when we have guideposts, where we have a pathway forward that we can see. We are more likely to take a path when that path is foreseeable. And so these rules just help us lay a path forward. But we can change. One of the metaphors, the visual metaphors that I use to think about these rules are not like barbed wire. Barbed wire sounds dangerous and threatening. And, you know, once you've laid down barbed wire, that's it. You can't move them. I think of these as those stanchions, those red velvet ropes that we see at movie theaters or at Trader Joe's. What's beautiful about stanchions is that they guide the way, but they are also movable. They are flexible. They allow us to direct ourselves where we want to go, but we can also change that direction if that direction doesn't suit us. I love the image and and it, it really fits perfectly with what you're saying. I'm wondering about the, the last piece of art, the totality of self and how this mm -hmm. is all communicated. I imagine that in order for this to be very effective. Uh, it's not just about having a conversation with ourselves. It's the conversation we're having with other people. So let's say you need to communicate this with your boss and you don't want to damage your relationship or your reputation. How would you go about this so that you don't take that hit? The language that we use matters. The choice of words matter. So we need to use empowered language. We need to say, I don't do something versus I can't do something. Mm. What I've shown in my work is simply reframing a refusal from I, I'm really sorry I can't to I'm really sorry I, can't, I don't makes a huge difference in how that refusal comes across. When you use the words I don't, I won't, this is my policy, 
what you are doing is you are implicating who you are. You are implicating your identity. You communicate to the asker that you have an unwavering stance. When you say, I'm sorry, I can't, it almost begs the question, why not? And then you get into negotiation and have this have to defend your position. So just simple things like learning to use more empowered language, implicating your identity. So instead of using an excuse, using a personal policy. And you'll probably get the requests that you're able to deliver on and actually add value to. 100% true. And this is this boils down to, you know, this question of what do I say yes to and what do I say no to? You really want requests that come your way that align with what you want to do. Then you don't have to deal with the messy problem of saying no. If people know that this is something that you care about and they tap you for those things, and you say, yes, that's great, because that's what you have budgeted your time to do, or that is what gives you joy, and that's what is aligned with your purpose. But if you get requests from all over, it's quite possible that you have not said no to the right things in the past. Let's say someone has been saying yes to some of those things that don't bring them joy or actually add any value. And now they've come to the realization after listening to you that they need to be a little more reflective and a little more intentional and they want to change course. So when someone then comes back to them about the paperwork, how do they frame that no in a way that isn't off-putting? Because someone could come back right. and say, but you've always done that. Right. And this is the beauty of empowered refusal. You can always tap into your values. You can always say, you know, I, I've thought about it. I've realized that this is a task that I've done a lot, but it is not something that I actually really enjoy. I would love to help, but I'd like to do something that is more aligned with my skill set or with what I love to do or whatever the, whatever the context might be. Let's say I'm making that empowered refusal and I'm doing a pretty good job about it, but the person on the other side of that ask they're not taking no for an answer. So what do you yes. suggest we do when, when, when no is soft and not firm for people? There are people who will not take no for an answer, despite how empowered your refusal is. And it boils down to the fact that they want you to say yes, and your reason for saying no does not matter to them. They just don't hear it. They don't want to hear it. One of the ways to do it is to not, not deal with that person face to face because we know that we are much more likely to say yes to a pushy person face to face in fact i believe it's 44 times more likely oh my god so learning the skill of empowered refusal practicing it and making sure that you know we feel good because and reward ourselves for the time that we have created to do the things that matter to us this also strikes me as a really good way to say no to ourselves and resist those temptations that are out there. Have you found that to be the case? Yes, I actually have a, a set of papers that look at what I call compassionate self-control. Compassionate self-control is a way of saying no to yourself that doesn't make you feel bad or miserable. So using these same empowered language as self-talk you know, you know, Joe, we talk to ourselves all the time. In fact, we talk to ourselves more than anyone else talks to us. And so the way we talk to ourselves matters. 
the way we make decisions matter. And so using empowered refusal and using strategies that support ourselves, support our identity, but are also firm about what we want, what our values are, where our beliefs lie, is a very important aspect of self-regulation and self-control. The book is The Power of Saying No, and the author, and I'm glad she said yes to this conversation, is Vanessa Patrick. Vanessa, thank you for sharing your wish with us today. Thank you so much, Joe. That was fun. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.